When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What the hell is that? It's a Bigfoot! He's freaking hitchhiking! There's a Bigfoot sightings across the country. Some people devote their lives to the pursuit of the creature. While there's no conclusive proof Bigfoot exists, Some conspiracy theories are hilarious and relatively harmless. Take Bigfoot, for example. Over 60 years ago, Bigfoot made headlines such as giant footprints puzzle residents in Northern California. Now, the legend appears in kids' films, a series on Animal Planet, and various sightings all over the country. To the right, there was loud grunts, numerous loud grunts. Tales of large ape-like creatures lurking in the forest of western... Apparently, in 2018, one woman in Florida said that she saw a creature who looked like, quote, a large pile of soggy grass. And here's a thought. Maybe it was a large pile of soggy grass, but... I digress. The point is, some conspiracies can honestly be entertaining, while others just aren't as funny. A reptilian humanoid staring down at her. I woke up. A reptilian came into the room. On the surface, the lizard people conspiracy might seem too outlandish to do any actual damage. I mean, how many times have we heard it said that Mark Zuckerberg and other awkward, out-of-touch wealthy people are secretly lizards basically wearing human skin? Who doesn't love to poke some fun at billionaires and royalty? Unfortunately, while this conspiracy may make for a decent Doctor Who episode and some good laughs, it's actually rooted in something far more sinister, aka a ton of anti-Semitism. And I know it seems maybe fairly obvious, but it was something a couple years ago that I didn't even know it was rooted in anti-Semitism. I literally thought it was just like a goof and a gaff. Now, there's a reason that the man behind this conspiracy has literally been banned from 26 European countries, even without having committed any actual crimes within them. There's a reason he's associated with the QAnon movement, and he's said to have a brand of stealthy, anti-Semitic, speculative fiction functions, which is quite a tongue twister. And today, we're going to dig into those reasons themselves and dig just a little bit deeper into the lizard conspiracy itself on today's episode of Dark Dives. You still think the royal family were shape-shifting lizards? Yes, I do. It's the right to be wrong. Because if you don't have that right, someone else, i.e. authority, is deciding. Well, um, I look at what the situation we're in now. Oh, you can't say that because you're wrong. Who says that? Well, I do. They weren't. Those very same people gave us this week in Mexico, telling the FBI he was driven to the killings after being enlightened by QAnon and Illuminati conspiracy theories. To be perfectly clear, while David Icke is absolutely the one spreading this modern conspiracy theory, different versions of it have existed for quite a while now. In the second half of the 19th century, Darwin's theory of evolution along with scientific advancements left people, quote, unsettled and unsure what to believe. The immigration of Jewish people to city centers also created a rise in tension, leading to theories that Jewish people were trying to take over or that they were bloodsuckers, lizards, vampires, just 
a whole host of monstrous things that are anti-Semitic. And today, David Icke might as well be living in that era still because he's just simply modernized those same tropes. Now, the main meat of David Icke's message is that a Rothschild Zionist controls the world. And in case you don't know what that means, because that is also a rabbit hole in of itself, it means that the Rothschild family was a banking dynasty that's able to influence local economies. Now, that's not absolutely unheard of. Wealthy people do influence politicians all the time. Ever heard of lobbying? We just talked about it. Amazon and Jeff Bezos have made Washington a second home with their presence in the White House. But back then when the Rothschilds, which was a Jewish family, did it, this absolutely fueled anti-Semitism and it still does to this day. Even if you don't know who they are, chances are you've heard this name before as the Rothschilds are the prime example of Jews using money to control people. There are a ton of dangerous anti-Semitic claims around them already. And while I really don't agree with the amount of influence rich people have in government, I also think it's a bit stupid to use this one family to argue that all Jewish people are like this. Now, as for Zionism, that's a movement to create and support a Jewish national state in Palestine, the ancient homeland of the Jewish people. Effectively, it's Israel's national ideology. So David Icke is simply saying that these ancestral Jews are rich and control the world. But his books dig a little deeper into this and take anti-Semitism to the next level, like bizarre levels that I almost don't know how to explain. Here's a quote from his book, And the Truth Will Set You Free, because I, you know what? You just need to hear it, honestly. The atrocities that Jewish people did suffer under the Nazis make the pain that we see thoroughly understandable. But I also concluded from the evidence I came across that the official line has a vast number of questions to answer and enormous tracts of documented information to explain before we can really know what happened. Like I say, nothing is ever what it seems, no matter what we may be told. When, for instance, a Jewish American like David Cole produces evidence and video documentaries demolishing the official claims about the events at Auschwitz, you cannot, if you are interested in truth, just dismiss his findings and condemn him as a Nazi apologist. And I do apologize for the lengthy quote here, but I do think it's needed to demonstrate a point. First and foremost, David Icke is effectively a Holocaust denier. He doesn't directly say it didn't happen, but that it's just not as bad as we think it was and that we really don't know the truth of what happened. He's not saying this in a we'll never understand the enormity of this tragedy kind of way, but in a maybe it's not as bad as we made it out to be kind of way. This is a Holocaust revisionist. In some ways, this can actually be worse than an outright denier. See, when someone denies a matter of fact like the Holocaust, it's pretty easy to dispute them, ignore them, and dismiss their claims as pure idiocracy. But when someone mixes the truth with fiction and is a Holocaust revisionist, people seem more willing to hear them out as there's less compromise to be had. Enter David Cole, also David Stein, who Ike mentions in his book and cites as a reliable source of information who has been unjustly condemned. Stein is, in short, a token Holocaust revisionist. You know how Republicans say they aren't racist because they listen to Candace Owens? Well, that's kind of what David Stein is to the Holocaust. You can't be anti-Semitic when you've got one Jewish person on your side, right? Apparently that's the logic. Better yet, Stein also owns Republican Party animals, which, while a good play on words, is basically nothing more than an organization that hosts events where wealthy Hollywood conservatives get together to drink and chat. 
Funny enough, since David Stein actually owned this organization under his real name, Stein, and made anti-Semitic statements under the last name Cole, those around him were furious when they realized the connection. Also, by the way, and interestingly, not seemingly because of his posts, but because it just might make them look bad. The Guardian explained, quote, Cole, who insists he is a genuine conservative, said his betrayal would sting all the more because conservatives in Hollywood are a persecuted minority who must hide their political convictions from the intolerant liberals who dominate the industry. Cole agreed to meet The Guardian in order to give his side of the story. He was rueful at being outed and wry about his future. I don't expect many people at my birthday party this year, he said. And all, poor Cole being outed as a neo-Nazi. How terrible. And now he won't have many people at his birthday party? This is an absolute injustice. Those darn liberals, them intolerant liberals, how dare they hurt your fifis like this? And I'm sorry, but truthfully, I, I can't. I can't take that seriously. Like, really? He says terrible comments, makes horrific statements, and then gets mad because now people don't want to associate with him and, you know, he can't have many people at his birthday party now. I, whatever. The point is, though, this, however, this individual is David Icke's token Jewish friend, so to speak. And this is just kind of the proof that he uses that he's not anti-Semitic because he listens to a Jewish neo-Nazi Holocaust revisionist. That is, that is a sentence I never thought I'd have to say, but um, yeah, it's not going to get better from here, just so you know. Still think the royal family were shape-shifting lizards. Yes, I do. Anyone think Prince Charles is going to be cold this winter? It's incredible to watch people who are enslaved by this system, and it's getting more enslaving all the time. Now that we've got the very, very bare-bone basics of understanding of Ike's anti-Semitism, aka why he's banned from dozens of countries, what about the whole lizard people bit? Now, where does that come from? Effectively, the lizard people theory is an evolution of the Jewish people rule the world theory. In Ike's 1998 book, The Biggest Secret, Ike claims that, quote, the same interconnecting bloodlines have controlled the planet for thousands of years. This bloodline is apparently none other than that of reptilians from outer space who founded the Illuminati. I would love to put in some kind of joke here about how I've never been a reptile and don't claim them, but I am just too exhausted by the sheer amount of ridiculousness and stupidity for that kind of joke. I just, not a lizard. Whatever this is about, it's all apparently rooted in anti-Semitism because of course it is. Now, this might seem like a big leap to go from Jews controlling the world to lizard people controlling the world, but Ike most certainly went there. Ohio State University actually has a fantastic post about this called Behind the Belief, in which they dissect the theory, estimating that as many as 4% of Americans actually think that lizard people exist to some extent. One common trait among these believers is a distrust in government. And this is something that Ike can easily exploit among his followers, and he can, quote, mold evidence in favor of his hypothesis. And what that means is that instead of looking for the truth behind a certain characteristic, like the color of someone's eyes, clammy skin, or low blood pressure, Ike and his followers' confirmation bias means that this is all proof of lizard people and nothing else. Thankfully for us, The Atlantic has actually compiled a list of what traits lizard people supposedly have, according to UFO Chick. Understanding evil and the protector of mankind. You just know they're absolutely reputable sources with like that, just, ah, uh, sometimes the things I have to read are great. But anyway, 
Uh, we've got the protector of mankind over here telling us how to avoid a reptilian because of course that is very reputable. But anyway, the common signs apparently are green or hazel eyes that change color, but also blue eyes, also piercing eyes, basically just having eyes. Then true red or reddish hair and a quote, sense of not belonging to the human race. I've got no idea if that last one is supposed to be a sense from within or a sense that like an outsider feels. Something as subjective as that doesn't seem like any great proof of anything, but let's keep going. Low blood pressure, a deep compassion for the fate of mankind, keen sight or hearing, psychic abilities. Like it's spelled wrong though. Like someone wrote physic instead of psychic. It's spelled P-H-Y-S-I-C instead of P-S-Y-S-H-I-C. But anyway, and unexplained scars are also all signs of being a lizard. There are also connections to UFOs, a love of space and science, ESP, and the ability to disrupt electrical appliances. I guess we should go to NASA and arrest all these space-loving lizard people then. But seriously, I think most people are going to have at least a few of these traits, so I don't think it seems exactly fair that they're classifying people as aliens based on this. It's like when a psychic tells a customer that they're intelligent, creative, and going places. Like, yeah, of course you're going to tell a client that because that's how everyone wants to view themselves. This sheet is effectively nothing more than a cold reading. I think it's pretty weak evidence, and the fact that David Icke and his followers don't even take their own conspiracy a bit more seriously is hilariously terrible. But not only that, but Icke also twists biblical passages to suit his narrative. Therefore, he's taking a scripture that many Americans take as fact and interpret it however he likes. Satan appeared to Adam and Eve as a serpent. Bam, reptile person. When God said the serpent was more crafty than any beast in the field, yep, snake people, Revelations called Satan an ancient serpent, totally a relative of Mark Zuckerberg. Just so you know, that's apparently how this works now. Now, I'm pretty sure many of you see where I'm going with this. David Icke isn't making things up from scratch, and cult leaders, conspiracy theorists, and scammers rarely do. Those that have a lasting impact will manipulate the truth and beliefs of their would-be followers. And as disgusting of a person as he is, David has seemingly done a damn good job of doing it. According to OSU, he's done a good job of teaching his followers to do the same and interpret supporting information from vague sources. Maybe it's because they want structure out of something random. Maybe it's to justify what is nothing more than anti-Semitism. And maybe it's a bit easier to see world leaders as something otherworldly than humans like you or me. Quote, This process possibly provides a sense of comfort to the believers. They can imagine having power over the leaders by knowing their true identities. And just honestly here, I don't know which or if any of those may actually contribute to his followers' reasoning. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because there is no real justification for the nonsense and hatred that David Icke spews on a constant basis. Unfortunately, many of his followers do not see this as hate at all as one other thing that David does a very decent job of is disguising his message and making it seem positive to those who just aren't paying close enough attention. One of the fundamental freedoms, basically on which all other freedoms depend in so many ways, is the right to be wrong. Now, truthfully, I assumed that during David Icke's conferences and chats, he'd probably just stand up at a podium and tell everyone the world is ending soon and lizard people are out to destroy us all. It seems pretty on par with his messages from what we've seen thus far. But I would be wrong. Instead, 
one of the reasons that people listen to this guy is because he shrouds his anti-Semitic, hateful rhetoric in a message of peace and love. According to The New Humanist, Ike says that an interdimensionary race of beings called the Archons have hijacked our world and keep us trapped by feeding off negative energy, like our fear and hate. We have to defeat them by, well, not giving them fear and hate to feed from. We need to be brave, original, free thinking, and listening to Ike's 10-hour PowerPoint presentation and creating a world of love and peace that the Archons can't feed off of. It's pretty bizarre to know that such an anti-Semitic person is talking about love, but it's unfortunately quite effective. In the comments of videos where he speaks, you'll see followers say how much they respect Ike for believing in free will. Some of the comments read, if more people listened to him, the world would be a better place. And his fans genuinely seem to think that David is being suppressed because the government doesn't like him. And with that suppression and this impression, it makes the conspiracy seem that much more alive. And that's the narrative we see David present. He is a unique person willing to call out governmental conspiracies and he's being penalized for it by being banned from dozens of countries. But the reality is nothing could be further from the truth. He's a Holocaust revisionist spreading misinformation about COVID-19 and 5G, not some original free thinker. This guy is a quack with no real science or evidence to back up anything he says. Sure, he might be original, but in this case, it's by no means a good thing. He wasn't kicked off Facebook because people can't handle the truth. He was kicked off for spreading, quote, health misinformation that could cause physical harm. He said Jewish people were behind COVID, that 5G mobile networks make people unable to absorb oxygen, and that Germany wanted to legitimize rape for Muslim men. And these are just a few examples cited. But sure, he's really loving if you just ignore all those examples, I guess. He certainly wants the world to be a peaceful place, I guess, if you just ignore everything he actually says. Is that why he demonizes specific groups of people, perhaps? Besides, it's not as if the numerous places banning him are just doing so for funsies. Australia and a variety of European countries have all cited specific concrete evidence as to why they do not want David Icke on their land. The Dutch government said he poses a threat to public order and banned him in an attempt to prevent violence and other harms that may come from his planned appearance at an Amsterdam rally. Sure, Ike didn't actually commit any crimes, something his followers are quick to point out. But when he continually spews hate speech and riles people up, I do think a ban can be a much needed proper precaution. Australia has said the same with AP News writing, quote, Visitors can be refused visas if there is a risk that they will vilify a segment of the Australian community or incite discord. However, Ike playing the victim card and his general message is nothing new. It actually has a lot in common with QAnon. According to Insider, in the QAnon universe, Democrats and other elite business people supposedly consume adrenochrome, which is a drug supposedly secreted by children when they're afraid. It's awfully similar to how lizard people feed off fear, and in both worldviews, blood-drinking elites are responsible for all the evil in the world. See, conspiracy theorists aren't horrible, hateful people after all. They're just trying to save us from these vampiric monsters that are also Jewish and consist of everyone who doesn't agree with their worldview. I think you get my point. When governments in other countries see through Ike's hateful, violence-inciting bullshit, he acts like he's the one being targeted, despite the true core of his message targeting Jewish people. But before anyone says, oh, come on, what real harm is there from believing in lizard people? 
Let's go ahead and dive into that because it's actually worse than you think, especially if you think there is none. Under the bushes, they found the lifeless bodies of two children, one female, one male. Matthew Coleman, the owner of a Christian surf school, was seemingly living an idyllic California lifestyle. He was a loving father and husband with two kids, two-year-old Kaleo and 10-month Roxy. However, around the time that QAnon and other conspiracies began spreading across the internet, Matthew too started falling into these dangerous rabbit holes. One specific rabbit hole he fell into was none other than the lizard people rabbit hole. And perhaps because it's just so easy to meet the qualifications of being a lizard person, Matthew started seeing some of these reptilian traits in his own wife. He also started seeing symbols everywhere. The more videos of David Icke's that he watched, the more he became indoctrinated. And it's like confirmation bias. You'll start seeing something everywhere once you really start looking for it. When certain symbols and signs are at the front of your mind, of course, it becomes all the easier to find them. And Matthew fell right into this mindset. His wife wasn't his wife at all, but a part of the elite. Even his closest friends were in on it, and he was right in their trap. He even had children with this monster. What was he supposed to do? Raise lizard children that would one day take over the world? No, 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 no. He couldn't do that. So he did the obviously the most reasonable thing you could do. He killed them. Matthew Coleman, brainwashed by Ike's messaging by his own admission, killed his two young children because he thought they were part of the Archon race. Ike may not have physically lifted Matthew's hand and made him hurt his children, but in a way, he acted like so many cult leaders we've seen before that persuade their followers to do the unthinkable. QAnon shows all the signs and hallmarks of being a genuine cult. And from this lizard people conspiracy, they have so much in common with them and seem to have so many overlapping members that it's just, I don't know, it's hard to kind of look away and just say it's all coincidence. Again, please don't think I'm excusing Matthew here because I'm not. His actions are horrendous and unforgivable. I think it's important to recognize that he didn't do this randomly and it may never have happened if it weren't for David Icke. But Matthew isn't the only person claiming to be spurred on by Ike's messaging either. Anthony Warner, also known as the Nashville Bomber for his actions in 2021, was also extremely invested in the lizard people conspiracies that David Ike espoused. To be clear again, Warner wasn't an angry QAnon follower, but strictly a conspiracist who had a deep distrust of the government and had an obsession with shape-shifting alien lizards. It wasn't a mixture of QAnon and David Icke that effectively brainwashed him or brought out the worst in him, but seemingly Icke's messages alone. For years, he was invested in these conspiracies. The New York Times wrote, quote, Mr. Warner also camped regularly in Montgomery Bell State Park, west of Nashville, a pastime that fed his conspiracy obsessions. He considered the park to be prime ground for hunting alien reptilians. He described struggling to spot them with an infrared device, believing they could adjust their body temperature to the surrounding environment, and warned that bullets would just bounce off. If you try to hunt one, you will find that you are the one being hunted, he wrote. Does the brainwashing justify his actions? No, not in the slightest. But it is important to understand why violence like this happens, and to see Ike's message poison so many people and create such strong feelings of animosity and paranoia in them tells me that it's not a healthy message by any means. Maybe Matthew and Anthony already had some serious mental health issues that we didn't know about. Maybe they were already prone to violence before hearing Ike speak. We don't know that. But in my opinion, 
Ike sure as hell did not help them, and he should be ashamed that his words may have been the fuel behind these violent, deadly attacks. He's not, obviously, but I think he should be. Unfortunately, because this conspiracy seems so outlandish and ridiculous, it's often treated as such by the media, without regard to how real and dangerous these theories can be. We've been through this before, number seven. I'm afraid there's just nothing special about you. Now, I have some serious mixed feelings about the way lizard people are now used in TV and movies. Take Umbrella Academy, for example. Throughout the series, there's an underground society of lizard people who control the world. The evil boss of this world? They're implied to be Jewish because they speak Yiddish. Apparently, the character also speaks Swedish and Mandarin according to the series, but the showrunners mostly utilize the Yiddish language. Now, I don't know if this was just some massive oversight from the writers and directors, but how did no one realize that was problematic? The creator himself has actually spoken on the matter and said that he made the character and he himself is Jewish. The accusation of anti-Semitism is, quote, factually inaccurate in his words. But the actual fact of the matter is that using the trope of Jewish people rule the world and might be lizard people within a program is anti-Semitic, regardless of intent. People can be racist against their own race, whether they mean to be or not. But I think this is kind of one of those times. The controlling lizard character could have been any other race, but they spoke Yiddish. And it was one hell of a choice, and I think it's one that fans have a right to be upset by. And of course, this is absolutely my opinion. I think that after doing a lot of this research and seeing the massive rise in anti-Semitism in the US and globally, honestly, too, I might be a bit less forgiving than someone unbiased. And truthfully, it's not even that I think lizard people jokes or depictions should be 100% off the table. Maybe by laughing at or being entertained by lizard bankers, we can laugh at the ridiculousness of Ike's messages too, and they won't feel so scary. Then again, isn't it important to also take Ike seriously, considering how dangerous these tropes have proven to be? Unfortunately, I don't have the answers to that, and I'm not sure if there is such a thing as a perfect answer to it. But what I do know is that being aware of these kinds of conspiracies and not dismissing them as too ridiculous to believe is important. Ike may be a despicable, cringy, loathsome worm of a man, but to some, unfortunately, he is an inspiration. And with all of that being said, that's where we're going to end today's episode of Dark Dives. Hope you learned something new today, and if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date with all the latest information. I really appreciate you joining me for today's episode, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Media. What's broadcast? What's allowed to be broadcast? Well, um... I've been writing in my books now for nearly 30 years that there is a plan to make Orwell's 1984 reality. Um, and we're seeing this, of course, with more and more con uh, uh, control of uh, people's privacy and, and the constant uh, gathering of fine detailed data.